Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven position groups that are bad. So here's the deal. Seven position groups that they stink. That's how I interpret what he said. You can make an argument because of the unknown. I'll give you unknowns. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton, winner of Minute to Win It. You won that $50 gift card for our good friend at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Uh, who was who got the gift the card? Drummer. Don the Drummer. Don the Drummer. Don. Don the Drummer gets the gift card. Congratulations to Don <laughs> the Drummer. So We I, love winners here. We do. And uh, whether you're winning golf, uh, the curling division of the BMW Celebrity... <laughs> Uh, or you're winning minute to win it. Or minute to win it, or gold medals. Uh, they're all wins here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Matt, and actually we'll go to Alex Strofe here. We'll, we'll, we'll defer to him uh, because you've talked to this recruit from uh, Wanakee, or you're going to be uh, Rob Booker, tight end. One of the early commits for the Badger coaching staff, a tight end. One of the better tight ends in the, st- in the country. One of the top recruits in the state. Did he commit to Fickle? Or he, he was had, he committed to He was already Fickle. in the mix okay. and then committed to Fick- Fickle. Okay. And so he has now decommitted from Wisconsin. Uh, and maybe going to college. Maybe he's already had an idea to go somewhere else. And there's it's more, I would say, complicated than in the past with these sort of things. Like someone could have come in with a big dollar amount for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not, I am not here. And so do not even try. I'm not here for bashing any of these kids, so do not chime in. We're not going to read it. We're not going to take your calls on it. That's not what this is about. We're talking about overall, is this you concerning? Like me in the first segment when we were talking about soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get back to the idiocy of, of, of soulmates here. You are losing that poll question. But, uh, Alex, what do, you, what do you make of this combined with the fact that the number one recruit in the state, an offensive lineman, Went to Minnesota. Now, asterisk to that, the kid, I think, moved to the state of Wisconsin from California about four years ago. So he's not a born and raised Wisconsin kid. The previous staff wasn't in on him, so they got in late. So And they said that he, the uh, parents of the, the, the young man who went to Minnesota said the Badger coach staff did everything right. They just He already had a pre-established relationship with P.J. Fleck and that it was just too far gone that the Badgers couldn't do anything to really change it, but he said, be heartened Badger fans. Like, they were in it. They were doing a great job. It just was too far gone. So... Alex, what do you make of Wisconsin losing some top in-state kids? Yeah, before we go there, let, let me just update you on, on some of the stuff I'm hearing. I can't confirm everything yet, but uh, on the Rob Booker front, we had him on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania a few weeks back. Uh, we've been in touch with them. Obviously, one of the best players in the area at Wanakee High School in that legendary program under head coach Pat Rice. So, by the way, he'll only be a senior this year, so if you want to see one of the best tight ends, or the best tight end in the state, Wanakee football this fall. Uh, so here's what I'm hearing, right? It is another uh, Big Ten team. Has, has emerged as the front runner to land him. Booker was ranked as the... That's no- right. They're a Big Ten team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they have emerged to land him. Uh, and we will, I'm sure, hear a commitment yep. in the coming days. He, he was the number two ranked tight end in that class. Grant Stack out of Illinois, uh, also a former Prep Mania guest, uh, is, is one of the top five tight ends in the country. 
The class of 2024 recruits, which is one of the best in the country for Wisconsin under head coach Luke Fickle, is very tight. They play a lot of video games together. They're helping recruit other kids that haven't committed yet. So this is a very tight group. So this was why it was surprising that right as we came on the air at 2 o'clock, I saw the decommitment message from Robert Booker, who who was a great guy, great kid, uh, really, really good football player. So we'll see what comes of that. Overall, though, uh, the in-state recruitment, I'm not ready to raise the red flag or, or sound the alarm. Because they have landed some good in-state recruits, like Derek Jensen, uh, an offensive lineman in the class of 24 out of Arrowhead. But So uh, just to add to that, though, yeah. this upcoming class would be the first time, I think, in the rating system they did not get one of the top four recruits in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. and For, I, this, for the class, it would be 2024 uh, class. Uh, this is what I chalk it up to. And you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, because I am a lot. But... <laughs> the, this was delayed, right? Luke Fickle and company did not come into Madison until November of last, or December, really, of last year to, to hit the ground running in the recruitment trail, which is a little bit late for the class of 24. Uh, they landed some really good guys, like maybe Mature, the quarterback out of Texas, and, and Grant Steck, the tight end out of Illinois that I referenced. Mm-hmm. But they have talked about wanting to put a state, or a, 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 essentially a, a, a border around the state. Yep. And that has clearly not happened in 2024. Now, does that mean it won't happen in future years? No, it doesn't necessarily mean that. But can we be a tad concerned that you have your top in-state recruit now decommitting? Maybe so. Or is it just a positional battle? Does he have more NIL money coming from somewhere else in the Big Ten? A lot of factors play into this. So I'm not ready to sound the alarm quite yet, but it is certainly something to keep an eye on as we roll into you know more of the classes of 25 and 26. So... Yeah. Here's the thing as well. I just want to throw this out there. Like, I am not going to throw any of these young kids under the bus, especially like for NIL money. This is a lot of their chances to make a little bit money out of sport because what, 1% of college kids make the pros? Yep. Like, if you have an opportunity to make some money and another school can offer you more, like, I, this is going to change the landscape. You're going to see a lot less like Wisconsin loyalty. Because of this NIL deal. And it's not just Wisconsin. Like California teams are going to have trouble recruiting California kids if they don't have the NIL deals in place. It's just opened and different. It's a new door for college sports. So I, I wouldn't throw a whole lot of stock or concern in the losing Wisconsin recruits. There's going to be plenty more. There's gonna, we're going to have opportunities in the future. This clearly is just a down year. Because the Badgers are going to be able to offer... NIL opportunities to good players. Yes, and winning will make a difference. And a lot of the scuttlebug about the previous staff was maybe they weren't as committed and motivated and as agile and modern and aggressive as you need to be in recruiting. And so my understanding was there was a lot of ground for Coach Fickle to make up. 2025 class is the class where you got to start worrying about it because 2024 is already in a little bit as far as the Badgers, the previous regime. Because most of the time you're starting, you're starting to recruit these kids by you know sophomore year going into junior year. That's where you're starting to get these kids. So that's that 2025 class for the state. You do need to build a wall around the state that's been proven that that's important for the state of Wisconsin. I do think uh, Coach Fickle is going to reach outside the state, which might lose a few kids within the state, and name and likeness could affect some of that as well. I'm not worried, Alex, to your point. I'm not freaking out or anything. The tight end from Wanakee leaving is more concerning to me than the kid from uh, Maguanago going to uh, Minnesota. 
and we'll have to see how it all kind of plays out. But win some football games, and we're all it's all going to be forgiven, and all these kids are going to come here, and we're going to yeah. be able to win football games. Rob uh, Booker is a really good football player, and I wish him the best of luck. And that's not what we're here about, and it's not about getting on them. I just wanted to take your calls on 844-770-3776. We're going to play a minute to win it, but I'll take your text on 844-770-37. Throw in stones, 844-770-3776. That, um, what do you think about this? Like, do, are you concerned at all the Badgers recently do not have a fence up around the state of Wisconsin for recruiting? I can go anywhere in the state of Wisconsin with my camper because I got my big blue truck from my good friends at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Go see Dan and Aaron and his team out there. If you're in the market for a new or new to you uh, Chevy Silverado or Colorado, I hear the Colorados, a new model, are very, very popular. So get out to Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb and get yourself a new or new to you truck from my good friends at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience. We will throw some stones next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. was a winner earlier. We're going to have a winner of throwing stones in a minute. Winners go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison and uh, look, over $70 million in winners so far this year. Go be a winner and go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Big hold wins. on, hold on. Yes. We're only halfway through the year yeah. and we're at 70. Last year, the whole year, there was 120, right? Yep, they're crushing it. Yep. They, they, that's $20,000 more. No. Oh, my goodness. That's so much money. Yes. Winners go to Ho-Chunk Game in Madison. Go be a winner. All right. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Each and every day I scour the interwebs to figure out what the heck has happened in the last 24. I've got questions. Jim and Matt have answers. I'll score them throughout, and at the end we'll crown a winner of Wednesday's edition of Throwing Stones. Fellas, let's start with something that I've been watching on TikTok recently that is making a return to ESPN, and that would be Slam Ball. For those of you unfamiliar, that is... A trampoline basketball game, essentially, <laughs> where anything goes. Fouls are allowed. You can tackle people. You can smack them. You can do whatever you want. No dribbling because you're bouncing on trampolines, but it is There's some dribbling, awesome. right? I think between ends of the court, I think they, Maybe? they dribbled. I yeah. guess it hasn't been around for, what, two decades? Uh, yeah, I definitely remember this. I'm... I'm excited. So let me ask you this, right? We've we've had the XFL, we've had the USFL, and then we have Slam Ball, kind of an alternative to the NBA and college hoops. Will you watch this, Jimmy? I want to know, will you actually carve out time to watch Slam Ball's return next month? I wouldn't say carve out time, but if I saw it on, or like I have Hulu at home, so if it popped up of like, hey, you missed this, or it's live right now, I would definitely click on it. I got caught up a while back watching tag 
on ESPN. <laughs> I've been there. So that also got my attention. So if it's on ESPN, there's a chance I'll at least stop and take a look at it. What I wish they would do is bring more things. I wish American Gladiators, as I just watched a documentary on ESPN about it, the 30 for 30 doc, it is as bad as you think it is as far as how they treated all the gladiators yeah, and all yeah. that part. But it's a really good documentary. I would love to see some modern version of American Gladiators come back as well. My yeah. understanding is with the insurance, it ain't going to happen. I've just heard so many people like asking to bring curling to the ESPN. So that's what At I the Madison Curling Club? No, no, just like, you know, just that weekly curling tour. I think you need to have some sort of like slam curling. Oh, on trampolines. Yes. Curling on trampolines. With, with, how, how heavy are those rocks again? Like 20 pounds? 44. Yeah, that sounds... How much like better no would, would Jared Allen's team be if there was a physicality to the sport? Much better. Well, it'd be just Jared. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, don't get me wrong. Jared Allen's a freak of nature, and, but Colin Huffman's a big man. Okay. Our teammate Colin, like, I'm not saying I'm taking on Jared, but <laughs> our teammate Colin's like 6'4 and like stacked. So. You play in the NFL? Like, I'm just saying. Uh, again, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you could take Jared Allen, but he might slow him down. Okay. I would watch So Curl- we could get a normal shot. I would watch Curlin on ESPN as well. <laughs> I would. But um, I feel like you need like American Gladiator style Curlin. <laughs> it would take something to get it on ESPN, <laughs> I think. Um, for me and watching it. So. I am not sure. I am not someone who loves, like, that show Ridiculousness where people just, like, get injured. Slam ball, me and my friends used to call it ACL ball because every time someone's knee, like, inevitably every game got ruined, and you might end up seeing that, and that is cringy, and I do not like that. So I will probably just stick to, like, watching highlights from Slam Ball and not actually tune in to the actual game in the event that I see someone absolutely blow a tire. Now, Matt, if curling went to ESPN, would you then get some sort of streaming service so you could watch curling on ESPN? (laughs) This is going to sound bad, but I don't love watching curling. (laughs) (laughs) I might have just won throwing stones. <laughs> it's one of the. You, I know you guys have the same feeling, like in the sense that when you feel like you're good at something, you'd just rather be playing it. Or like maybe Strofe being a big radio guy, when he hears me talking and taking second lead on a show, he's probably like, man, I could be doing this better. You know what I mean? He probably doesn't like to listen to radio as much as he. Or likes doing radio, Jim. and that's kind of where I'm at. Well, to be fair, I don't really. I listen to our. I don't really. Honestly, the show I listen to the most on ESPN Madison is our show. When I listen back, <laughs> I'm Scott's on the man. Egotistical Jim Rutledge. No, no, more but, like uh, critiquing. I yeah, want to hear it. I'm just more of a rather play than watch kind and, of guy. And the kids, and when I watch it, it just makes me want to play. Like that's why I can't watch golf because I'll inevitably, if I watch on Saturday, I'll have a tee time for Sunday because it just got me in the mood to golf. Same kind of thing. So with the Kirk. best day of watching. <laughs> wait, golf wait. So golf when Matt Hamilton hit? watches specific things on TV, it gets him in the mood for it. Yeah, is what I gathered. That's pretty much how it goes, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Zion Williams's Williamson's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, if you watched anything she's put out, does it get you moody for basketball? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess you're in the mood for basketball. <laughs> Jim, I just got to be honest. You already lost. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we're going to continue to play, but you already lost. Uh, today is National Selfie Day. Ugh. How, I hate selfies. I, I was, yeah. I, that was a, kind of what I was about to ask. I was going to ask you, Matt, how often do you take a selfie? <laughs> so, I mean, here's the thing it's not super often 
but like when it rains, it pours kind of thing. Like if I go, when I was at the BMW, selfies all afternoon, all day. And when you get, like when you go to events where you're like coined to the celebrity, or even when you're like playing in events and you're like one of the athletes on the field of play, lots of selfies. Is so, it a selfie when someone else is in it? Well, yeah, because if you're sure. taking it yourself, that's where it comes from, I right? Get, yeah. And honestly, more often than not, I just take that person's phone and do the selfie because I'm not ready to sit around and wait for them to flip their camera and all that stuff. You just do it, get it over with, rip the band-aid off, on to the next person. There you go. But yeah, I've taken way more selfies than I care to admit. Uh, kind of wild happening in Wanakee earlier today as a plane crashed into a minivan on a uh, street in a Wanakee neighborhood. Uh, luckily, everybody's okay. Two people suffered minor injuries and were taken to the hospital. Um, but the guy, I guess, ran out of gas. This is hearsay. And it landed in the middle of a, of a street. But everybody okay. How would you react to a plane crash in the middle of a street? Like, let's say you were driving down the street and you see a plane coming. How would you react? What would you do? Throw the car in reverse? I mean, what, how do you react to that? This is this is unbelievable to me, Jimmy. Yeah, I think ideally I would just like park the car because a plane is going if one if it's going fast, I want to try to let it go by me and let it continue to go. Now, are we talking a, a small little plane like this? Yeah, it's a two passenger plane. Um, are, can you see it? Yes, yes, in front of us. Yes, that thing like so maxes out power. at like 110 yeah. miles. But an two hour, passenger so you know. planes. So like, if it crashes though, I still don't want to be near it. But I'm saying like, if it's like a set, like a giant plane, like a commercial jet or something, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm oh, getting yeah, out of there. I'm getting, out of there. I'm getting as far away as possible. But so, if it's that tiny little plane there, then I am just waiting it out, and I'll just park the car and watch it fall. Maybe make a phone call if I know someone's in the area. I think this this is wild. First of all, um, it gives a new definition of like you got to look both ways before you cross the street. Now you got to look up too because no planes are falling from the sky. It, wh- how wild is that? I'm glad everyone's okay. Uh, I have been in a small plane like that before, and when you are going down in one of those, like if you're stalling out, engines not working, you're gliding in at about 45, 50 miles an hour. So like you're still cooking. Like you're you're definitely breaking the speed limit on a residential road like that. Uh, just to correct something I said earlier, so the small single engine craft is from NBC 15. The small single engine craft had just departed from the city's airport when it lost power, and the pilot circled around to look for a safe place to land. Seeing a straight path along Knightsbridge Road in Wanakee, the pilot brought the plane down. However, the plane did not stop before hitting the back of a parked minivan. But uh, again, both people uh, just injured, slightly injured, are going to be okay and make a full recovery, which is good news. Yeah. pretty wild. So this weekend, uh, and this is just reminding me of something that occurred to me this weekend as I was driving up to Manitowoc. So I was in, uh, like, Plymouth area, if you guys know where that is. And in the air, I see a big, it looks like a commercial plane, surrounded by three smaller planes, like, very close mm-hmm. in distance in the air. Yep. Couldn't tell what the hell was going on there, and they kind of got out of eyesight. Then I look back at the road, and everybody in front of me is stopping. And there are four horses loose in the middle of this highway. So I am at a standstill for 20 minutes. As people, if, like, there's, like, eight people trying to wrangle these four horses. And they were unable to do it until finally I, I, I saw all four were on the other side of the highway. And I just bolted past it. But that had to be one of the craziest driving scenarios that's ever occurred to me. So I saw, I think, a plane being pulled over in the air and, and four horses loose on the highway. I don't know what was happening on Sunday. I, on on a, Sunday? On Sunday. Wow. On a, a drive back from Minnesota. 
I came over a giant, like a big hill, and at the bottom of the hill, I don't know, 10 deer? Like, I had to nail the brakes coming down the hill. But then, drive about a few more miles, and, like, I'm not, like, a conspiracy theorist person, but I definitely saw what I would say, like, a UFO crash. Like, it was bigger than, like, a falling star. It was too close to be that. Maybe it was a plane, but we're at night. Have you ever seen, like, something break up? It, like, almost looks like a firework. Right, like right. Like, coming down. Yes, yes. Yeah, I've seen one of those on the way to the curling club before. It's, I, yeah, I think it's just debris burning up in the atmosphere, but, but it's it's freaky. So, it's to me, though, it's still looking. like a UFO. It's an unidentified flying object. I don't Certainly know what it is. was. You yes. don't know what it is. So, I want to, I'm going to do this now. I just want, this is kind of more of a Stones topic. I know that I'm all obsessed with this, uh, the submarine at the bottom of the <laughs> of the ocean, twelve thousand feet deep. Yeah, and basically, I don't want to make it about that's them like three, specifically. That's three miles, isn't it? Or just shy of three miles? Pretty like close. Two and, I think it's two and a half. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we'll, we could talk about that later, but deep. One of the stepson of one of the billionaires who was in this submarine put out on social media, like, "Hey, I'm in my stepdad is in this submarine." A minute later. He tweets out that he's going and he's at a Blink-182 concert and said, hey, my stepdad would want me to be enjoying myself and this is how I will get over this. Interesting. Then, within the last 24 hours, he has been like messaging or whatever you would call it, but publicly with like Instagram models uh, asking them to do different, like offering for them to do different things to him. And now he is feuding with Cardi B. On uh, on social media as well because she goes off on the stepson of a the British billionaire for being so inappropriate with the Instagram model with the Blink One Eighty Two yeah. thing and now they're feuding. Oh I don't gosh. know if this is re- like this that sounds like could not get more wild. That's weird. Twenty twenty three is so wacky. The only other thing I want to happen is somehow Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio to get involved. Yeah, exactly. Like that that is it. <laughs> That is all I Let's need. Let's bring this to the top of the social chart. Yes. yes. Is, James, Cardi B involved. Is, is James Cameron available? Can he save them? <laughs> I, I just, I want. I'll write a movie about it. It is crazy. Yes. Netflix has, I'm sure, already got the story written. No, no doubt. About the. No, writer's strike. Is, or is that over? Oh, you're right. I have no idea. So you're right. The writer's strike would jam it up. Yeah. Chat, chat GPT can write a movie about this, it. This feels like a chat GPT movie. No doubt. This is Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. I'm sure everyone in that uh, submarine would like to sail away from their current situation, Mr. Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Goodness. Did you set this up, Strofe? Now, this was actually the song that was scheduled to play. I thought about changing it, given the morbid conversation yeah. we just had. So, yeah. I want to ask the question. I want to make it as respectful as possible. But first, our <laughs> first... Cardi B is going to come at you. Right. So, you better keep it respectable. Uh, Iron Jock, our first Iron Jock poll question. Do you believe in soulmates? Right now, 59% of you say no. <laughs> 59% of you are in trouble with your wives. <laughs> Matt, I, that is so mind-blowing to me. Strof, remind me that well, our office is empty. I don't know where everyone is. I want to poll everyone like in the actual office. They believe in soulmates because I feel like <laughs> it's a bit Pollyanna. Like it's something that children believe in, or maybe if you like dated like one person in your life, it's it's a cute thing for adults to believe in. Okay, if you want to believe, we're burying the lead here. 
Matt is continually yes. beat around the bush of saying the words, I do not believe in soulmates. But I never it, said those words. I, I said you're beating around the bush yes. of saying them. But what he is saying is, I totally believe in soulmates unless my wife says otherwise. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> we realize how goofy that is, right? <laughs> yeah, but you do realize uh, I might but not wait. be a baseball guy, but I'm definitely covering my bases. But, Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. But Matt, you've never like thought about like the world in general and thought to yourself like, no, the Jim, Id- you're not going to get me to admit this. I don't think your logic is wrong, and I know exactly what you're going to tell me. I don't think you're that far off. I don't know. But I'm you, not going to say it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this text from Luke and DeForest from a bit earlier when we were talking about this, but he said, uh, quote, we did the algorithm, uh, algorithm-based approach meeting on an app. I don't know that we're soulmates, but 93% match is pretty spot on. She just doesn't like watching sports, which is the 7%. That, that's a great – and so that's my point. I didn't if, know there was an algorithm for this Neither stuff. did I. But they're – you guys – what do you mean? That's how, like, a lot of these online dating things, they match you with people. Okay, but – that's my point. That's the algorithm. But they, they match, match based match, on like similar interests. But they things. match on location. So oh yeah, the for fatal sure. flaw to soulmates is apparently your soulmate is only within ten miles of where you live normally That's at all times. <laughs> you sound logic. I have nothing to refute you other than the fact that I will not refute you in the event that my Matt wife Hamilton believes in soulmates. Is a coward. I am a coward. Who wears the pants in your relationship? I would say, like, for the most his part, voice it's went probably up. me. It is his definitely Jen. You can, hear, you can hear the wedgie stuff. Here's the thing. No, here's the deal. Jen's a, Jen's a team player. She lets me wear the pants until there's something that's, like, bothering her, and then she, like, puts Give her Give me an example down. of you wearing the pants in a relationship. Thank you. Where are we going for dinner? I'm picking. That's not Jen, wearing the pants. That's not oh. wearing the pants. Well, well okay, give me an example dinner, of wearing the pants and tell me what it is. You like, being afraid of your wife. You saying that I don't believe in soulmates, and her deciding Let's if not you, say afraid. she decides that is just a discussion that I can easily dodge no, no, by no, not saying start. this. But she decides if you guys believe in soulmates or not. That would be that this would, is this is just a, a and I don't look and I don't. It's not a problem. It's my just my wife. Those, my I, wife is fine. We don't have to be. My wife's in charge of our marriage. I don't. Yeah. Like it's not like a. I'm not knocking you for it. No, it's not no. a negative thing. We don't have to go. Who wears the pants? But. Yes, if we're going out, if we're planning a vacation, I'm probably planning it. But at the same time, I'm getting approval. Uh, you know, Jimmy, I'm like Jimmy, it's here, more like here's the itinerary I came up with. Are you, you good the, with it? Here's the flat That's out her truth. In Jim. charge. Here's the flat out truth. People I don't, like me. I don't want to go home, and even if she's not mad, I don't want her to look at me and say, "So you don't believe in soulmates?" That's not a discussion I want to have. Even if she's like, "I don't either." I don't. Why even? I mean, why even step in it? It's a discussion me and Jim would really like you to have. Yes. No, it, it's like, guys, you're on a walk with your dogs, and there's dog doo-doo in the sidewalk. You just step around it. You're trying to but get me to step I don't in understand it right now, and like, I just want to walk around it <laughs> I don't, and keep on moving. I don't think it would be <laughs> dog doo-doo. <laughs> I mean, I, here's the thing. There's potential that it could be an issue. <laughs> I'm just not even gonna even acknowledge you know, it. He, he's so he's dug his heel, heels in yes. so deep. I, I honestly kind of respect it at this point. Yeah, I but just, his heels have been dug in deep that I am such a coward yeah. that I do not want to have a conversation with my wife about a a, a 
An imaginary scenario. Exactly. Matt, I think I've asked you this before, but I don't recall your answer. And I'll tell you mine right away. So <laughs> there's two types of people in relationships when it comes to arguments. You either go right for it, right? You know, if you have an issue, you bring it up. Mm-hmm. And can, it doesn't have to be an argument, but obviously if you have a problem. Or B, you avoid. I am certainly the latter. I am a total avoider. I don't like bringing up my emotions. I'm not good at that. Right. Where do you fall of those two? Are you good at expressing your uh, frustration or, or are you an avoider when it comes to conflict? Um, here's the thing. I'm definitely an avoider at, for the most part, but I'm one of those guys that I'd say I'm like Aaron Rodgers, the straw that breaks the camel's back, and then all of a sudden you're off the deep end over something that seems to be like you're overreacting, but it's all the other things prior to it that you're also reacting to, right? So, like, I might just avoid confrontation for, like, three weeks, and then all of a sudden... Three weeks? Let's just say, let's just say, hypothetically, I'm just throwing out, like, uh, this has zero relevance on an actual situation for me. I'm just saying, if you... Bottle it up for three weeks, and then all of a sudden, she doesn't. She's not feeling anything for dinner, but she's not telling me what she's in the mood for. But you know, everything I suggest is wrong. All of a sudden, I lose my mind. Right? That would be something where I just like snap over something that's. It's like overreacting, but I basically let three weeks of conflict build up. That's conflict. You are the biggest idiot in the world. But that's conflict. Like that would bother you. That would grind your gears. Not be able to figure out what to eat. If I'm like, what do you want to eat? She's like. I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, how about pizza? She's like, no. I'm like, how about it? How about we go get some Chinese? Do you live in a sitcom? No, not really. <laughs> what do you want for food? Literally, you pick. I don't care. Let's get some Thai food. Oh, I don't want down. Thai. Let's go. Let's go get some Indian food. Oh, I'm not really feeling Indian God. food. I had it for lunch. Like, Matt, you know Matt, what I mean? Daniel the Sloth has a question for you on the text. Line. Can I decide this part? Life without kids just seems completely pointless. Yeah. You two are just arguing over. Well, we're gonna yeah, it, no, honestly, <laughs> hey, we do that too. I that's mean, the hardest happens. thing in my life. It's it's pretty easy. Oh, goodness. Uh, Daniel the Sloth, a question for Matt on the text line eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six says, "If your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried?" <laughs> no. <laughs> Correct answer. Yeah. Why did you pause? I because <laughs> how long can we run that back? Uh, that was, I was gonna. Can, can we run that back? A, there was a pause there. In, in my head. I was imagining obviously Jen's not around anymore. No, so no, that no. was a moment. That was a, a moment of pause. A moment of silence for my wife. That's not what he said. He said if it failed, I'd still probably have a moment of silence for her. <laughs> <laughs> the only correct answer there would have no. been our, our marriage won't fail. Yeah. That's how you know soulmates yes. exist. Mm-hmm. But you're just refusing to acknowledge the fact that soulmates don't exist. They exist. I, this, <laughs> you know what does exist? And maybe you can ask the guy, Josh. <laughs> you believe in uh, revive restoration. That's right, because revive restoration has my Back. They might not be able to help me out with marital issues, but they can certainly help me out for fire, smoke, mold, asbestos removal, all sorts of accidents and things that you need taken care of. Revive Restoration can take care of it for you. They are available 365 days a year, 24-7. No one looks forward to accidents, but when they do happen, know that you've got the best team in town getting you back to normal as fast as possible. That's the Revive Pros and Revive Restoration. Go check them out. You never know when accidents are going to happen, but they're a good team to have in your pocket.
This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. If your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a <laughs> Why did you pause? That was edited. If your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? (laughs) This is edited. (laughs) No. (laughs) Correct answer. Strom, that was disingenuous. Wait, let's count the pause here. (laughs) No. Let's count how many seconds this pause was. Let's play it again. I don't believe this. If your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? One, two, three, four. Five. No. Correct answer. Why did you pause? Tell me that's edited slightly. Not edited. You never. Bit. You didn't I put didn't any that. silence in there. I didn't that was it. just straight up. I took a five-second pause. Five Let's put that pause. on the promo. Let's get that video out there. And if your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Get out of here. You're telling me that that was unedited. Yeah. Yeah, I sometimes mean, Matt, like, <laughs> it doesn't, not as long, you know, longer in your head than it is actually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing so good today to yeah. not get in trouble. This guy all concerned about <laughs> just soulmate <laughs> stuff. And then he has a five-second pause. Oh, my gosh. Which, again, is the wrong answer, because if you believe in soulmates, your marriage would not fail. (laughs) Right. I I didn't know that was an option. I thought it was a binary question, one or zero. Really? (laughs) Yes. You say, erroneous. My marriage would not fail because I'm married to my soulmate. Right, Matt Hamilton? Yes, that's obviously the case. Now that I know that's an option, that's the option I'm taking. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. So do you... Like, do you judge people that, like, let's say their soulmate, there's more than one soulmate? Let's say you're you're married and something happens to your significant other, and then yeah, you remarry? Be, yeah, more I think one there soulmate? could be multiple soulmates. That doesn't make any sense. You have one soul. You should have one mate for that soul. Right? I'll get back to you when I have <laughs> a little more sound argument on this one. <laughs> oh, Matt Hamilton drowning. <laughs> you guys are just, like, guiding me towards the sidewalk doo-doo. Yes. You want me to step in it. Yes, basically, yeah. So, <laughs> folks, when Matt's not on his show tomorrow, it's because he's in trouble. He's not allowed to play with us anymore. <laughs> if your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? <laughs> okay, that was edited. Now it's edited. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, my gosh. I can't get over it. <laughs> you might have to. You're golfing today. You might have to stop get some flowers on your way home. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, I'm going to pick some on the golf course. If right? your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my wife is definitely going to end up hearing that clip somehow. Yeah. Some well, way. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Aren't you like Facebook friends, or can you send that to her directly or text? Uh, I wouldn't do that to my guy. No, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've probably said some more questionable share things about it on my relationship tw- but on this. But you'll share it on Twitter and all social media. No, no, no. We're good.
Oh. This is just a. This is just between us and, and you <laughs> listening in your car, not driving down the belt line. This is just between us. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of friends. Hopefully, uh, yeah. doc. Hopefully, our good friend Doctor Ravel from Stoughton Health isn't listening. He just talked to someone from Stoughton Health. Well, I hope he is they're, listening. They're golfing. Do you know Jen is golfing in the golf tournament with us at the ESPN Madison Open? Really? Yeah. So you can go to ESPNMadisonOpen.com. The time is running out. You can sign up and. Golf with me, Matt Hamilton, Jason Wildey, Brad Nortman, Chris Orr, a whole bunch of... Jen uh, Hamilton. Jen Hamilton, Mark <laughs> Tauscher, maybe Jen Hamilton, maybe Jen, you know, separated Hamilton. I don't know, depending on... <laughs> 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 maybe Jen Belden. <laughs> We'll have to see. Yeah, it depends. If she introduces herself with her maiden name, that's yeah, going to be, be a like, problem. So you like, how do you listen back again? I don't even know. I don't think we're on podcasts anymore. I don't think Apple, Spotify, none of those yeah. places. <laughs> yeah, I've never listened it's back. It's a paid you subscription now. I don't understand it, honey. You can't listen back to the show. <laughs> but uh, ESPNMadisonOpen.com, you can still sign up for a, uh, a foursome there. But Jen Hamilton with Dr. Ravel and Dr. Schwab from the Stoughton Health Team are going to be golfing in this as well. So, If your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? This is so bad. <laughs> okay, you turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Get out of here. I don't trust any of these clips from Snow right now. I think he's doctored them all a little bit. Oh, do you? Yes. I <laughs> think that. It's just the so pause has significantly gotten bigger since we first played it. <laughs> it's like that thing on social where you just make someone's head yeah, bigger and I've bigger. I've got a hunch. I'm starting to get an inkling that <laughs> Strove is editing this. This guy. <laughs> can't slip anything by him. <laughs> you if can't your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? <laughs> this tick, is going to be too tick, long. Tick, tick, it's going to be the tick. rest of the show until it starts to play again. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> In the doghouse. <laughs> you want to make a rash decision. <laughs> What is that? It's your cat. Remember when your cat had surgery? Cat house? I, I, it just says Jim's cat Mal is what that says. <laughs> yeah, really? No, he's he's asking you why you played it. Because yeah. you said doghouse. But that's a cat. <laughs> that's the joke. Thanks for catching on. <laughs> Nailed it, Strovey. You are just some sort of comedic wizard. If your marriage was to fail, would you get remarried? <laughs> Oh, goodness, Matt, you are in trouble. This is a long pause. Yeah, this is a serious, <laughs> no. serious pause. Wow, man. Unbelievable. I... How do you... What would what would have been better... And I'm pivoting right now and getting away from me. What would have been better when... Uh, who was it, Schefter that talked to Jair about Jordan Love? Was that Schefter in the locker room or some other reporter that Schefter just got a hold of his footage? When they were saying... That was a, a scrum. They were okay. talking to Jordan Love and Jair Alexander just jumped in there. So, uh, how funny would it have been, or what would be worse, if they asked Jair Alexander what they think of Jordan Love? Him coming out and saying he's the best quarterback in the NFL like this, or him having the exact same pause and then saying he's a good quarterback? Obviously the, the pause. Because the pause is more telling, right? Absolutely. I mean, very telling about your marriage there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll pivot away here. Uh, trades are coming through, and uh, it doesn't have a direct effect on the Milwaukee Bucks, but it is something that could affect their season next year. Giannis, that's a good point. 
Mr. NBA. Everyone's Giannis ego takes a shot on this show. That is everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. Giannis Everybody's never... ego takes a shot on this show. Giannis That's the most true thing I might have ever said on this radio station. Oh, Matt, you said something so dumb before the show about the NBA, and now I'm escaping. It's escaping my brain. I'm trying I to. Oh, I, so said, I asked if Brogdon was still on the yes, box. Yes, yes, that's what it was. There's <laughs> no Brogdon way. trade. Yes, <laughs> I did. So there's a trade involving Malcolm Brogdon. So here's what I'll give the trade for. The Celtics are working on a trade to acquire Christoph Porzingis in a three-team deal that sends Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers. L.A. would be sending Marcus Moore and Amir Coffey to Washington. Matt Hamilton asked the question. How do, what, uh, who will play point guard now that Marcus Brogdon is gone from the Bucks? Marcus Brogdon as well? Well, I'm sorry, Malcolm, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is he even a point guard? Isn't he a shooting guard? Was the point was he thought Brogdon was still on the team. All right, this is Roger Hamilton. <laughs> Tight for the Badgers. Brought to you by the People's Beer. Of course, I. See ya!